Hey folks, welcome back to the Tesla Talks podcast. Another week, another podcast, a lot of uh, Tesla information and news and stuff like that. We have a special guest on tonight, but before that, um, we have to get our regular guest out of the way, uh, at least his introduction. Not We don't have to get him out of the way, just his introduction. Uh, nice to see you, Franklin. Thanks for coming on again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. Sorry, I was just looking. You already have a down vote. We like just went live. I know, probably because we were late. Probably because we're seven or eight minutes late. But who cares about that? That's going to happen. Welcome to YouTube world. We have a special guest on tonight, and his name is Rob. We call him High Mileage Rob. You may not have heard of him, or you may have heard of him. He's got one of probably is it the most or the second most mileage in uh, in Canada at least. Hey, well, how are you doing? Hey, how's it going, guys? I should say hi to you first before I ask you all the questions. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. It's no problem. Great. Wanted to have you on for a while, and we've been talking um, for weeks, if not months now, trying to get you on there. But you're just too busy driving everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so I was driving out tonight as well, and I came home just for this. Yeah, oh, I, I, I thought for sure that we'd get you on the show like in your car like while you're driving. So I'm glad, glad we are able to nail you down. <laughs> so what are you up to, uh, kilometers or yeah, miles? Let's get that out of the way right now. I checked today, uh, 177,200. So Hold getting on. up there, 110,000 miles approximately. That's and you're you're not like Mark. You don't do laps around the block, right? To increase the well, yeah, <laughs> no. in and out of the garage all all night long, right? So gotcha. you said 177,200. Yeah. Yeah, that's almost 111 thousand miles so yeah and you've had the when did you get your car june 7th 2018 jesus you got your car after me <laughs> not much you couldn't have had it much uh maybe a week yeah we exactly we i got it on the 31st right or, a lot or, of people did 30th or the 31st i forget now i should know this dax that's I disappointing know. it was the 30th it, my car is gonna hate me now it, it was the 30th it was the 30th yeah. i remember mine because it was election day here Oh, was it? Yeah. Uh, June 7th. June 7th. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm. That was an iffy time because of all the stuff that we had going on at the yeah. time. But. Uh, but we lucked out, right? We uh, yep. Now your car, sorry, we shouldn't be talking about ourselves and, and, and backtracking. But you know what? It's sometimes good. I'm just in one of those moods tonight. It's just sometimes good to just reminisce and just chill out and talk about stuff. So it may be a weird podcast tonight, folks, because I'm in one of those weird moods that... <laughs> I don't even care. I don't care anymore. <laughs> Looking at all the 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 mayhem going down down south, and to all our uh, U.S. friends, um, congratulations on your election. Uh, however you voted, and congratulations on however it turns out, because <laughs> nobody knows yet. That's so tight. Yes, it's yeah. There's a lot of jokes there. So, getting back to you, Rob, um, what kind of car do you have? It's a uh, 2018 Model Three Long Range White uh fsd so i don't have the fsd update yet but nobody does in canada no and we're gonna yeah we're gonna get to that uh franklin you want to ask him a couple of questions you want and i will get a picture of this car up here yeah sure so the i was talking a little bit about this before we went on air uh there's the tes lab tes lab app uh that actually saw you on um, I wasn't stalking. It just happened. Like you loaded up and you look at the leaderboard. You're at the top, right? Um, there's, where are you now? Do you know? I think you're like I, six. 
I don't know. I used to be at the top. Uh, and then okay. there was someone who jumped in front of me and then my car was in a crash. So I didn't drive it for five weeks. Okay. Yeah. So I think that might be why you dropped a little bit. I think you're mm -hmm. still in the top five, but do you know any of the other people that are up there with you? No, no clue. <laughs> okay. Okay. So sorry. Say who's number one. I don't remember off the top of my head. No, no, not, not names. But sorry. What's number one? Like what's the mileage? Um, I thought you was it like two hundred ninety thousand k or something? Yeah, something like that. And okay. I think he lives in, around here in southern Ontario. Yes. Okay. I uh, I spoke to him a couple a few weeks ago via email, uh, back and forth. And yeah, he lives around us. Let's just say I don't want to. I I'm you know respecting his privacy, so I don't want to give too much away. But he lives around us, somewhere between you and I, Rob. So he lives in southern Ontario, in the, in the just outside the Greater Toronto area. And um, he travels to and from the border, if not sometimes across the U.S. border, daily, if not <laughs> multiple times a day, if I, if I remember correctly. So, yeah, he puts on – he, and all he does is exclusively supercharge, and he supercharges at least once a day. So I think uh, – Amazing. You know what's kind of incredible, if you think about it? Uh, because Mark's up there too. Mark would be in the top ten. Mark's got about a hundred and what's he say? About a hundred and thirty, hundred and forty. A hundred and forty-ish. Yeah. Which when I check, he'd be top ten as well. It's we say incredible Mark. that three out of the when we say Mark, uh, Mark the backseat baller. Yes. Um, we have three out of the top ten most driven Model Threes in the Ontario area, which is yeah. kind of incredible. That are using that app. Fair enough. That are using the app. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm sure there's others out there. Apparently, it's a pretty good app. I, I, I use Stats app, but I apparently – did you mention what app it is to all our listeners at home? I, I have, yeah. You did? Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, apparently, it's a good Te app. Tez, Tez Lab. Tez Lab, yeah. Yeah. The, the, there's, there's so many different ones. I, I kind of wish Tesla would actually – now we're on the topic of high-mileage cars and stuff like that. Um, this is something I actually wanted Tesla to do. I want them to gamify driving where uh, people who drove more – there would be like in-car achievement. Like you get a profile for your Tesla account, for example, and there'd be achievements for like uh, most mileage driven. You get like a special gold one because you have the most in an area or something. Uh, most efficient drive, most superchargers, most different superchargers, so on and so forth. Uh, they can literally turn driving into like an RPG game where you like, imagine like Pokemon Go, but with your car only. Yeah. Right? Or Tez Lab does that sort of stuff. I get these awards all the time. Yeah. But I was saying more like along the lines of it built into the car, like onto the right. screen itself from Tesla. So you can actually see like a global, I guess that it still have to be opt-in because you don't want people's data. But I don't know. I just think the whole concept is kind of cool. Yeah, no, that it, it does sound interesting. So, Rob, here's a picture of your car on the screen there uh, as, as we chat. Right. Those are, those are cool rims. Those are, correct me if I'm wrong, those are T-Sport line? That's right. Yeah, nice, nice. Um, and yeah, keep in mind all his mileage that he's done, like he said, uh, 2018, June 7th, until now. But he was off for over a month where the car was uh, being repaired after. It after was collision. horrible Audi A4. Just, oh. Oh, I know. I hear, <laughs> I hear you, buddy. Now, your car, your car is um, white. Uh, as we can see in the picture there, for people at home that, that don't 
that aren't watching us and just listening to the podcast after the fact. He's got a white, like you said, uh, a Model 3 long range. Now, what was I going to ask you? Oh, I've lost my train of thought. I regret the white. Why? Why is that? Because now everyone's got white. Oh, okay. Well, because white. I wish I had silver. But it's it's such a nice. Oh, yeah, because of the rarity of the silver. But right. white, white's a, an awesome looking color. I really like white. And yeah, what you're going to find is what, have all, what you're already seeing is majority of the Ys coming out are white. Yes. People are, it's just so expensive and people don't want to spend the extra, what, 1300 bucks here in Canada. Oh, I remember what I was going to ask you. Um, so up to this date with 177,000 kilometers, 110,000 miles, what's the, um, what kind of work have you done? Like what ex uh, maintenance have you done on the car or expenditures have you done? Right. So um, I think around 160,000, I cleaned my brakes. Uh, you know, instead of paying Tesla, I just did it myself, took the brakes apart and got in there with the brush and lubrication. And then that's what caused the accident, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Doc. Uh, it was kind of a F-150 that went straight through a red light and yes, yes, T-boned me. So uh, that was 15000 in damage. And wow. uh, what else? Um, upper control arm, driver's side. Uh, upper control arm. Shock. Yeah. That's shocking, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Squeak, squeak. Yes. And then uh, recently the charging port. So charging port stopped opening. I would have to pry it open manually. Yep. That's uh, it's a known, another known issue. So that part was $240 from Tesla and uh, I changed it myself. Was it fairly simple? Uh, uh, it, it's not that if you know what you're doing, as soon as you know what you're doing, you can do it the second time easy, right? Of course. First, first time is maybe an hour, but second time, 15 minutes. And you're here, so you didn't electrocute and kill yourself, so that's, that's good. No, but I was playing with the high-voltage wiring. Fun, fun. Okay, well, that's not recommended. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, and when – you know what? I've never asked you, and, and we'll, after this, I, we won't pepper you with questions. We'll get straight into the news. What I never asked you is, do you remember the date – not the exact date, but roughly around when you went out of your warranty, your 80000 <laughs> or 50 Year one. Yeah. The first month, Dax. No, I, I, I think I had it just over a year and I, I don't know. It was just out of warranty. And then, uh, so I haven't actually, the upper control arm wasn't covered under warranty and neither was the charge port door. Yeah. But that's good. So with with 100, um, well, let's, let's not, let's round up. So almost 200,000 kilometers, you've had, that's all the issues you've had if you want to consider those issues? Uh, those are the most major issues. When I took delivery of my car, it had a couple of paint defects. Yeah, and like, so like what, that's all. <laughs> front bumper, rear bumper, so they repainted them. So other than the paint defects, not too much. And then at, at about 160000 I also PPF'd the car myself. Okay, well, that's, that's just uh, so, yeah, that's But I didn't have really rock chips or anything. It was it was in good shape after 160,000, you know, people complain about the quality of the paint and how it's just flakes off and stuff. And I haven't had any of that, those issues. Um, but I didn't protect it very well from the start, but I never really had anything coming off. Yeah. 
No, I hear you. It, yeah, you know, I mean, the, the paint, we can get into the whole topic about the paint in itself and have a whole episode or show about paint quality. Yeah, it's not the greatest, but yeah, it's not as bad as everyone. Everyone makes it sound like you touch it and you put your fingernail into it and it's going to sink into the paint. No, it's not. It's not like wet paint, folks. My cynic was worse. Yeah. Okay, so I have an important question for you. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And it might be a little personal. If you don't want to answer, you don't have to. Do you have a Cybertruck on order? Me? Two. Of course he does. I have two Cybertrucks on order. <laughs> nice. Which ones? A dual motor and a tri-motor. Oh. Yes. FSC on both. What's your reasoning? What's my reasoning? Yeah, for two. Uh, I might Turo one. Okay. So. Oh, it's, a good, it's a good reason. I'm. Hey, I'm not judging. I got three, one of each. So, <laughs> and that's why he's well, asking you. He's he's thinking you of you as competition. <laughs> I originally ordered no, no, three. No, no. I originally ordered three, but uh, one of each. But uh, I realized I was ridiculous, and I canceled the one. So my thought is: is you want one of each because whatever one they can deliver first is the one I'm taking, right? <laughs> yeah. And that's why I had rear wheel drive to start because that one was coming first. And then he changed his mind and said dual motor and tri-motor coming first. So cancel the rear wheel drive. Yeah, <laughs> let me know how that goes for you guys. <laughs> Having your orders in and expecting to be getting it first. Just ask Ryan Shaw how that worked out for him. <laughs> um, you know, I didn't finalize my order on my Model 3 until a week before I got it. And they, they got it to me in a week. Exactly. That's my point. Exactly. But I have, well, but I think it was based on my reservation number. I think they prioritize me. I don't know. I, so, so I'll give you an example, Dax. The we took delivery on the same day, but I could have took delivery like a week before all the international deliveries. They asked you, yeah. Yeah, the reason why I couldn't is because I couldn't get insurance because the insurance companies didn't have uh, the car in their system. So Tesla wouldn't give me the car because I don't have insurance. And the insurance company said, we can't oh. put the car on there until you take delivery. And I was going back and forth. I'm like, guys, one of you has to give in here. So, Oh, I didn't know that. Ah, yeah. See, learning new stuff about you guys. So, so they do prioritize a little bit. Hello. Well, like I said, uh, I've heard numerous stories. And Ryan Shaw is only the one, one of the ones I know that was public about it. But I've heard stories where, yeah, they had the reservations, one of those day one reservations, and you have like a week or two before or after someone else that just last month put in a put in an order. It all depends on where you live, right? Yeah. Well, keep in mind, like the, yes and no. I no, be- I, don't, I don't. You know what? No, I was gonna say yes and no just to be. Flight, but no, I don't think it. May, I, I don't know. I think when it comes to Tesla, when it comes to deliveries and they're they're launching something like when they launch the three and and a wide to some extent. Well, actually, a wide. And if, I don't think the Cybertruck's gonna be any different. It's gonna be one of those scrambling, chaotic uh, situations. It's just they're just gonna randomly pick who they're giving it to first. Like I don't think reservation numbers are gonna make. No, no, I think location makes a difference. Location, or, 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 well. The first person, do you guys know the first person? And we're getting off on a tangent here completely. But the first person that got the car here in southern Ontario or or in Canada, his name was Steve Lloyd. And if I remember correctly, Steve can correct me if I'm wrong. Not that he listens or watches the show. He, he's in, he's in uh, the Facebook group. I talked to him many times. Um, 
he, if I'm not mistaken, he ordered his car within six months of when he got it. Whereas everyone else, all of us, we'd ordered it two years prior. Lined See, up at the store. Think, yeah, we no, had no. some people lined up and stuff like that, right? Yeah. When I say location, I didn't mean for us. We're going to get it all in the same batch. Um, the, the first batch of them were going to be for people that live out. Oh, next yeah, to the no, factory. No, and, and I get that. Yes, no. Yeah. Actually, no, no. Sorry, correction. The first batch can be for employees. Texas. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and then right, right. Yeah, no, so, no, no. That down in the states, yeah, states will always prioritize. Anyway. We'll be three months, four months behind. Well, if you think they haven't even finalized the design yet, there's no. still tweaks oh. that are happening. Exactly, and and you've caught me off guard here. <laughs> Franklin always always does this. He always catches me off guard. Uh, we're, what we're basically saying, folks, is we're going to get into the news now. And, yeah, the first news article, and I should uh, silence my phone, is the, the Cybertruck design. Uh, someone had asked uh, Elon on Twitter, and uh, this article is brought to us by uh, Drive Tesla Canada, by the way. Uh, someone asked uh, Elon on Twitter something about the Cybertruck. Like, you know, uh, where is it? Not, that wasn't it. Uh, oh, yeah. Said so the new design. Uh, no, they asked, uh, "Why are you messing around with the Cybertruck design again?" Uh, it was perfect just the way it was. Elon responded, and "says new design is better in with minor tweaks, uh, even the small smallest details matter." And then someone had asked him, "You know, when are we going to see these tweaks?" And he said, "Sure." Or are we going to see these tweaks or or something like that? And he said, "Sure, maybe in a month or so." So that was that was three days ago, November first. So. We could be using Elon time, uh, or we could be using the new updated Tesla timeline, which has been pretty good and been pretty, um, you know, pretty actually overestimating or underestimating, or whichever one it is. But basically, they've been they've been uh, surprising all of us with their timeline. But so maybe it sounds by the, by the sounds of it, guys. Correct me if I'm wrong. Before the end of the year, we may see some update and some new pictures or something like that. Elon's a pretty smart guy. Um, I want to say he spaces this out for when there's like a, when I say slow, there's not really a slow week in Tesla, but uh, when there's less news, he's just going to like drop it. This guy's like a master marketer. No, it's true. He is. Right. So it's, he's like, think about it. He just dropped a tweet that's teasing something that's upcoming, which is generating headlines. And then eventually he's going to be like, oh, let's create more headlines. Right. So, um, it, yes, I, I hear what you're saying. It doesn't take much to get headlines for the Cybertruck, though, because everyone is clamoring over this. They, the more information they can get about this truck, the better. He, he, and then not not just the people like us that have reservations or orders on these things. It's it's the whole industry. The whole mm -hmm. industry is is just enamored well, think, with the Cybertruck. I think the coolest thing is going to be the people that don't own exist like aren't coming from an existing Tesla. Like I'm excited to get mine. Yes. Uh, but I feel like the biggest upswing is going to be people that are coming from existing trucks that are converting over uh, when they realize like all the cool things that it can do uh, that they're not used to. Right. Yep. Exactly. It's, it's now you've got two on order, right? Rob, you said, yeah. And every time I talk to you online, the Cybertruck, even if we're not even talking about Cybertruck, you always <laughs> get excited about the Cybertruck. Do I? Yeah, it seems like you do. And and I'm not I'm not faulting you at all. I mean, it's good. It's good. I'm glad you are because uh, I am too. And, and any chance I get to talk about it and any kind of little news like 
this little thing, like if this was any other car company, uh, do we lose somebody? I, I put it back, Norris. Yeah. Sorry. Bad. You're good. Yeah. Oh. So. Any other car, what I was saying was any other car company that would, uh, CEO that would make this kind of just like a little, a little thing saying something like, you know what, you'll, we're going to release this in a month or release that in a month. They wouldn't get all the kind of headlines like, like, uh, Tesla's getting or the Cybertruck's getting. I mean, it's just, or maybe it's just Elon, like, like, uh, Franklin was saying. I have some opinions on this. Um, I think the changes are probably going to be very minor and, I see the headlines and they're showing photoshops of the truck looking oh. completely different. It looks like a Rivian or it looks like um, a Nikola Badger or whatever. And I think that that's just whatever. I think they're adding mirrors, they're changing the steering wheel and they're making minor tweaks that you won't be able to tell unless you had the concept prototype right next to it. Exactly. Yeah, no, you 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 hit the nail on the head. That's exactly what you're doing, Rob. Anyone thinks that this car is gonna, this truck's gonna come out and yeah, look more traditional, like a traditional truck? Or yeah, there was one article. And I wish I could find it now. Uh, I forget what what company it was that put an article. And yeah, they had one of those gray renders of what some guy and it looked like a cool truck, but very traditional, like space age uh, traditional. Um, and it was a render before the truck had even come out back prior to. Uh, uh, November of right. 2019. And yeah, they, they put that on the headline. They put that on there. It's like it's Tesla Roddy or something. Was it Tesla Roddy? I mean, mm -hmm. and, and I like Tesla Roddy. Don't get me wrong, but for them to put that kind of stuff out, like, I mean, come on, it's not, you, you're exactly right. Now, one other thing they were talking about that they may do because um, someone on Twitter had asked Elon and he said, he think about it or something was the mid gate. You guys you hear about that? The mid gate where it's not the tailgate where the end of the truck is, but within the cab, not even the cab, between the cab and the bed. And I know Tesla doesn't call it the bed. Um, the trucking industry calls it the bed. Tesla calls it the vault. But within there, uh, what they were, what somebody wanted to uh, Tesla to do or ask Elon to do is have that back, I guess, separating uh, glass or, or metal or whatever, where the back of the seats in the second row would be fold down just like just like a like a suv where the back seats fold down fold it down like that and then you can use the whole six and a half feet of the bed or the vault but if you needed more you can use up to even more space so you've got probably what another three feet so close to 10 feet so if you have an extra long cargo that you need to put in there if you're if you're using the truck for you know for work purposes and you need to haul like long things that you don't want it to stick out the bed. So yeah, so, and Elon actually said, uh, he think about it. So that would be an industry first, would it not? Like I'm not a big, huge truck guy, so I don't know the whole ins and outs, but I, correct me if I'm not, I don't think another truck has that kind of feature. You're the only one of the three of us who owns a truck, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah and I can tell you, my, my Tacoma does not do that. <laughs> my, and I had a Tundra before, my Tundra never did that. <laughs> so Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I don't know how to answer that. But that would be a cool feature. I don't know how, if that would take away from the design or the uh, strength or the integrity of the exo exoskeleton. I, I Maybe not. But like, there's got to be some kind of structural thing with having that there, you would think. Or, I don't can know. We, can we go I back? Think, yeah, go ahead. 
I think I heard some rumors or maybe I, I thought I heard something that they might redesign the back end a little bit because the back end's a little bit awkward. The, the back end is something a lot of people have issues with. I mean, <laughs> let's get let's face it, a lot of people that have issues with the truck in general is the overall polygon shape, right? Whatever. But yeah, some people that say, Oh yeah, no, I, I love the truck on every angle except for the back. I've heard a lot of that. Right. So I don't know. That's me. I, yeah. That's me. Yeah. Yeah. Someone said they want them to uh, stamp Tesla in the back of the tailgate, like how? Yes, please. No, that's giant. No, because every car, car <laughs> even 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 Toyota and Tundra and Tacoma, like, like <laughs> I, I don't know if Ram was the first to do it or or yeah. Ford was the first to do it, but everyone followed suit, and it just it's just I don't know. It would be cheesy to follow everyone, and and Tesla obviously by the design of this monster doesn't follow everyone. You were you going to say something, Franklin? Yeah, I was going to say, I want to go back to something that you guys touched on in terms of changes. So I think the steering wheel is definitely going to be changed. Mm -hmm. I'm not convinced that the side that the side mirrors are going to be added. Huh. Um, so uh, European laws, and I know we're not in Europe as I say this, and the trucks might not even make it there, but uh, European laws have the cameras approved, like from a legal standpoint, uh, that can replace the mirrors. And I know that they're fighting for it in Canada. I don't know about the U.S., and I imagine if they're fighting for it here, there has to be a fight over there too. They want to make it legal where you can use cameras instead of side mirrors. And just from an efficiency standpoint, it makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, if the law is passed by the time it comes out, and again, I'm not a legal expert by any means, and I can be well off, uh, but I do remember reading this where uh, there is a possibility. Hmm. Yeah, the possibility is there. From what I understand, that the regulations and that kind of stuff and the bureaucracy is red tape and stuff like that would probably take a while. Like, yeah, they are probably actively doing that. I don't know if that's a, a countrywide thing or if they have to go state by state. Like here in Canada, same thing. I mean, Transport Canada does a lot of stuff, but a lot of rules and everything are governed by province by province. So that could be uh, that could be a holdup for them. Now, my thing is we all know Tesla hates uh, side view mirrors. Or side mirrors, like they've. If they could on all their cars, they would delete the mirrors for efficiency, right? They they want to get the best efficiency and, and less drag, and we know that the mirrors create drag, albeit a little bit, but you know, in an EV, drag makes it a big difference. So they made the, they they may want to do it, but I think Tesla would be the do the responsible thing and have something like a plan B. Like maybe I'm uh, hoping that it won't, but they've got to have some. They they don't want to be caught with their pants down before they release the car and they don't have mirrors. Like oh, hey Joe, we got to slap some mirrors on this sucker. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then next thing you know, the mirrors are just like not that that's Tesla style, but you never know. Like you don't want to be you don't want to put yourself in that position. I, I can't see Tesla doing that. So the mirrors, yeah. As much as I'd like to see the way it is without the mirrors, I like your picture back there. By the way, Franklin. And yep. Okay. Perfect way to not see. No, no, you, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, see any mirrors there. Yeah. Um, what was the other thing? Oh, uh, now, like I said in, in all my videos I do, I did a video just a couple of days ago. Um, Ride the Lightning podcast, the unofficial Tesla podcast. If you guys haven't uh, heard about that, then I don't know what rock you're under. But Ryan McCaffrey, he runs that, and he got in his latest podcast last. Did you guys? I might before I go on. 
you the two you guys you've heard you've you've uh, watched I know, I know who he is I haven't seen his I was listening to that podcast, podcast today in my yeah. car okay uh, so, driving around so he has this uh, insider uh, scooper or whatever it is that he got a scoop uh, about some of the little changes and yeah one of the things that came up was the steering wheel which we all knew I mean from a standpoint of it not being legal in some states uh, it's beyond that for anyone that needs to use a, a truck for a utilitarian aspect and in a way where it benefits someone to do it for practical uh, practical reasons that kind of design steering wheel doesn't work when you when you're towing something and you're reversing and you've got your hand over here and you're reversing you can't have a yoke steering wheel you need a round steering wheel where you can do the whole fact and like remember what your dad used to do in the 19 oh, never i don't like i might date myself too much uh so yeah so the steering wheel is, is is a given but what the most interesting the most exciting thing i heard from that uh and correct me if i'm wrong guys is he said that uh from from the tipster that that he was talking to that they may get rumored 560 miles out of the tri-motor. Yeah, I heard that. Wouldn't, yeah. oh, that oh, that got me so excited because I don't have a tri-motor on order. I only went for the dual, that's all I need. But I noticed last time I checked, and it was just a few months ago, I checked on the website, the Tesla website, and I don't know if this was always like this from day one, I don't remember, that's why I went to check to see what it says currently. And as of, as of a couple months ago, if you look at all the trim levels for all the Cybertrucks, the single, dual, and tri, their, their ranges all have pluses right mm. after them. So whether it's 250 or 300 or 500 miles, they all have pluses. So, and, and we know that, like we know Tesla is always known for uh, giving one number and obviously on delivery day or final production exceeding those numbers. They did it with the three, they did it with the Y. I'm pretty, I don't know about the S and the X. Uh, that was a little while back. My memory doesn't serve me right, but they always exceed. So I knew they would exceed it, but to, to from 500 to 560, I did the math and that's almost 900 kilometers here in Canada. Can you imagine having a car that has a 900 kilometer range? So who needs that? Exactly. Well, no. I, like, I'm serious. I, I drive a ton, 80,000 a year, and 500 is more than I need. No. I don't yeah. understand this 900 stuff. Like, who who possibly needs that? I want the tri-motor for the power, not for the range. Yeah. No, well, here, here's, here's the reason it got me excited, and I think this is the reason why a lot of people would want the range. And once again, this is all speculation um, because we don't know. But it's pretty it's pretty much educated speculation from from what we know of when you tow something, you lose range and you you lose anything from forty to sixty percent of your range uh, in in ICE vehicles, and in, in that it's called mileage or uh, fuel efficiency. But the same we, we've seen it we've seen it with the. I guess the only closest thing to compare to is the X right now. It has a 5,000 pound towing capacity. We've seen that towing on some of the YouTube channels like TLF and there's this new channel, Electric Family, where they tow trailers and they tow different things. And you're losing like 60, 70, sometimes it depends on it, the, the grade, sometimes 70% of your range towing. So yeah, you're right. 900 kilometers, uh, you don't need that for just regular every day. But if you're going to tow and 
let's just assume, once again, this is where the speculation comes into play. Let's just assume that you're going to lose that or you lose half of that 900. So now you've got 450, which don't get me wrong, it's plenty. But for someone like me that didn't that didn't get the tri-motor because I don't have a hundred and how many thousand? 90 something thou. Canadian? Yeah. Yeah. Well, shouldn't be, I wouldn't expect it to be over a hundred. With taxes and, and all that kind of stuff. Oh, out of been, yeah, with taxes. <laughs> it's going to be triple. And I think yeah. you, if you go by what he was saying in terms of like extra add-ons and stuff, it's going to reach well over a hundred. When oh, you, yeah. if well, you, those are very optional, right? Most mm -hmm. Teslas come with enough features that you get that trim level and there aren't very many options to add afterwards. Yeah, that's fair. But I don't know. They're they're talking about he's, he's talking about quite a few different um, potential yeah, options, right? But Frank, what, the smaller uh, panels on the vault. Yeah, which I can't see which, that being cheap. They they would be useful in California, but not in Southern Ontario. They'd never pay for themselves. Yeah, and they won't they won't come out at launch, guys. That that's going to be an add on that you buy afterwards, and that'll be a year or two down the road. Like look at the look at the hitch for the. Um, model y that came out actually soon but if you look at never mind the hitch the, yeah. the sound thing the sound thing yeah the sound box it didn't come with the the sound oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah we're, we're um, getting off on a tangent but what i'm trying to say anyway <laughs> on 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 um the topic of of towing yeah like i only got the dual motor and that's supposed to be 500 kilometers or 300 miles so i'm already calculating in my head half of that right so that's 250 i'm looking at if i want to take my family and tow my trailer my travel trailer I've got to, and I don't want to stop because my wife hates stopping to supercharge. Uh, I told her I've already trying to, I've already been working on her saying, listen, when we get this, we're going to go on these trips and we stop anyways for lunch and stuff like that. And bathroom breaks when we go on long trips, when we go camping, but it's usually 10, 15 minutes. But if we have to supercharge, it may be longer. Right. And especially if you have to unhook the trailer. So ideally, if you don't have to, mm. to stop to, to supercharge or charge uh, while you're towing something with the Cybertruck, It'll be most ideal. So, two fifty is is generally the area where where we go camping here in southern Ontario, which is, is basically the limit. But if we want to go further, then we got to stop, right? So, if I could get if I could get two seventy five, two eighty, where I know that I'm not, you know, getting to my destination, uh, white knuckling uh, with range well, anxiety, because you five you, minute supercharger stop solves your issue. Yeah, but five minutes in in a Model Y or Model Three is not five minutes in a in a in a Cybertruck when you've got. Well, I was reading today three hundred fifty kilowatts from Elon, right? Yeah, no, no, I don't mean I don't mean it even just the speed of the supercharger. I'm talking about if you have to if you have to unhook your trailer. That that takes five ten minutes in itself, and then another five ten minutes to hook it back up. So you add that all up, whether it's a five minute charge, you're you're now looking at twenty five minutes. That's the one thing I really wish they touched on, which was um, the range with towing, like actual yeah. more real life yeah. test. But I guess we'll find out as we get uh, closer. I'm getting over 300 watt hours per kilometer towing my trailer now. Yeah, you but you got a small box trailer, right? Right. Yeah. Okay, but what I want to know, and I'm, I'm laughing at you, Rob, what I want to know is what's that do for a 5,000-pound trailer with a Cybertruck? See, that, and, and, well, and, and I think the majority of people are not really – the people who want the 500 miles, most of those people aren't going to be towing anything. 
well, oh, probably most of the people buying any of the trim of the cyber trucks probably aren't just just like trucks right. in general, even, yeah. even traditional trucks down south. Like, what what's the majority of them that actually ever use that hitch in the back and tow something? Trucks have become such a designer thing and and a status symbol down in the states, or even here in North America. I shouldn't shouldn't just point out our friends in the states. In North America, they've become a status symbol, not really. Uh, uh, you know, a practical vehicle like what it was actually originally designed for. I think they're going to have to revamp some of the superchargers as well. Uh, Matthew said in the comments, I want to unhook to supercharge. So I'm just going to get blocked. <laughs> <laughs> so like, well, they got one pull through stall, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and this is what I was thinking and I've never, cause I'm, I, sorry, Franklin, but, or anyone else, but I'm not in the habit of, tweeting Elon to try to get a, a message across. But what I was thinking for all I would never time, do that. No, I know. That's why I said sorry. <laughs> what I was thinking is, you know what they should do? And I and I doubt Tesla would ever do this, but and probably just out of sheer stubbornness. But if they put a charging port at the front of the Cybertruck, just like a, leaf on a leaf. Leaf, like a leaf. Yeah, right? Mm -hmm. my, my old Kia, my Kia Soul had that too, right? Uh, if they did that, not not as your sole charging, but have the one on the side like it traditionally does, like all the Teslas on the driver's side, but put one on the front too, just on a Cybertruck, or even throw it in as a towing package and charge me $1,000 and rate me like Tesla usually does. I mean, fine, I'll pay for it because you know what? That would be beneficial. Yeah, I wouldn't have to unhook. Yeah, I might block someone with, the, <laughs> with my 26-foot trailer behind me. I may be blocking someone, and then I don't mean to be rude or, or inconsiderate, but at least I won't have to unhook. And you know, it, it, it depends. It like, it's, it's all situational. It depends on time of day, the situation, how busy it is and stuff like that. I think, um, yeah, no, I, I think that's a good idea, Dex. I like it. You should and go tweet Elon. It be? How hard could it tweet be? Elon. Tweet Elon. <laughs> Elon, you want to solve your, your towing problem with the Cybertruck, which it will be a problem because when I say a problem, either like Matthew, it'll be a problem because everyone will block other people and just have like road rage in the at the supercharger, <laughs> or it'll just be an inconvenience like for people like me, which will have to unhook and unhitch all the time. I think the feature of like you like going camping, right? Actually, you drive. Um, obviously, this won't apply to everyone, but I think the feature of having FSD in a car, uh, being able to like literally take a nap and waking up at your destinations like super super interesting um especially looking at what tesla's been able to achieve with fsd and uh we're gonna be having it soon um but uh yeah i don't know i just think like driving in general is going to change drastically especially like long distance trips and stuff like that so i can see why like a longer range vehicle would make sense because you can like literally go like sleep in the back of your truck and then you wake up at your yard destination uh, Snake charger. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> which they're gonna have to do anyway, but um, yeah. you you wouldn't have to like you you wouldn't have to stop as much, obviously, right? So you can literally cover, you know, x number of kilometers without stopping, and you can just like sleep the whole time. Your car will never stop, right? Because because yeah. of the range. So you can actually make it to your destination faster if you stop more often. Yep, that's true. That's been proven by. Um... 
That's Kyle. how I do my long trips. You know, yeah. you drive for two hours, you stop for 10 minutes. You drive for two hours, you stop for 10 minutes. Yeah. And yeah. you know what? I actually, I, I mean, I, that was proven by Kyle uh, out of uh, out of spec motoring down south. But I did that on the way back in February coming back from Disney. Uh, we stopped more often. I told my wife, listen, we're going to stop probably two times more often in the mm-hmm. Instead of, I think, eight stops, we did 10 stops. But I said, I, she didn't believe me, and she wasn't going to argue with me. But uh, I said, it's going to work out faster in the long run. And it did. It, I, don't, I mean, might have saved us probably an hour or an hour and a half. I forget what the calculation was. But, yeah, it did. Anyways, that's the Cybertruck uh, news. I mean, news in terms of we know we're getting something and little tweaks and changes here, but we don't know exactly what. And uh, I'm hoping with this new uh, 4680 battery, this whole issue with uh, loss of too much range when you're towing will be a moot point because I'm hoping with their, this new chemistry, there may be some magic sauce in there that, I don't know, maybe I'm just you know getting my hopes up for nothing. But moving right along, speaking of getting our hopes up, Tasmanian. This article is from Tasmania, and it's actually from everyone, but Tasmania, I have one on the screen here. Yeah, full, speaking of full self-driving beta and full self-driving in general, what, what all our friends down in the States have, have uh, actually, I shouldn't say all, a handful of the, our friends down in the States have and been eagerly testing for us and, and helping us out a lot, which, you know what, uh, I don't know if they get enough credit as they should. I know there's a lot of jealousy Uh on, on the internet, online, with uh, the videos that they're putting out and stuff like that. But I, for one, want to thank them very much for their hard work and, and efforts and stuff like that. They're they're the pioneers here. They're they're going above and beyond and testing this and showing us. And I mean, testing it is one thing and taking the risk because there is a risk. Let's, let's face it, there's a risk in doing it because Tesla comes right out and says, this car may do the worst thing at the worst time. You well, still want to do it, right? And I've, then on top of that, they, they, they film it for us. I, I talked to someone who went for a ride in, uh, like, I'm not going to name them because I didn't get permission. I talked to someone who went for a ride and they said that they were sweating watching the car do its thing and they weren't even behind the wheel. Right. So the people who are beta testing, they're doing an excellent job. Um, I, I, I'm going to sound, it's going to sound dumb, but I mean, it's, it is a lot of work for what they're doing because they're still monitoring the car and they're letting it do its thing. Uh, ready to take over at any point in time. Um, I was told that what you see online doesn't paint the whole picture. Uh, it's very, very impressive though. So, Yeah. No. And remember, I mean, not that anyone would ask for money, but they're doing this for free. They're basically yeah. working for Tesla for free. Yeah. And I think it's... Which we all hit, do in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah. You, you hit the nail on the head, right? Um, the... They, they get a lot of people that are jealous because, hey, they got the beta and you didn't or whatever it may be. Uh, but the people Tesla picked for the most part are all people that have been a part of the community and been key to the community for a very long time. And they've done a lot uh, for Tesla, um, like as unofficial employees, right? Don't want to say they're employees. There's whole lawsuits about that. But anyway, um, yeah, they, they, they Tesla picked out people strategically, and those people are doing an excellent job, and I can't wait for us to get it in Canada. I've been um, somewhat active on Twitter with hashtag Apathy Beta Canada. Yes, where are we on that? On day 14 or 13? Day 14. I shared the 14th post uh, tonight, well, actually, while we're doing the podcast. Okay, because I was going to say, you usually wait till the nighttime to do it because just in case, right? You don't want to do it at lunchtime and next, you know, 
the beta <laughs> drops to you and you look like you look like an ungrateful son of a you know what right? no honestly yeah. it's pretty so much like it's like whenever i like oh i gotta post it at some point today and it's whenever i remember so some days will be night some days will be afternoon so yeah. it's whatever okay okay usually okay. not morning but <laughs> and that, that that's gonna, yeah go ahead is that gonna hit the uh eap people first uh, early access program the, the beta when it comes to Canada here? Yeah. We don't know, buddy. I mean, there. Is that what was hidden in the U.S.? No, I was going to say, from what I understand, majority of them were, but there were some people that weren't in the early access program that, that actually turned it down, uh, whether it was months ago or years ago, turned it down, and they still got it. So okay. I don't know if there's a rhyme or reason, man. I don't know. I tried to wrap my head around it to see what the rhyme or reason was or what the pattern was. Unless you have a pattern that you guys figured out, I, I don't I don't see it. I have no idea. I, yeah. I don't think there is a safe drivers. <laughs> safe and responsible drivers. Well, safe and responsible. This whole thing started. Sorry, you gonna say something, Franklin? Go ahead. Oh well the whole safe driver thing, uh Earl actually, uh front puppies, Earl. Earl uh, he found it. a tweet that whole Mars posted, Omar posted like last year, where he said anyone driving a Tesla is concerned about uh, safety isn't driving it properly. Meanwhile, they're in the beta, right? So either the tweet's a lie or something's going on there. But <laughs> sure, sure. Well, what I was going to say is uh, moving on to this whole uh, FSD beta in Canada, where this all came about in this article from Tasmanian uh, was once again, like I think 90% of Tesla news originates on Twitter. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Through Elon, right? Of, of all people, um, this gentleman that I can't pronounce his name. Uh, if you guys can help me out, it's on the screen there. Anyways, he said on November second, he said, "Please implement all FSD functions for Norway. Norwegian laws are world leading in acceptance for auto, uh, autonomous vehicles." Exclamation mark. Norway has the highest density of Tesla cars in the world, which is true. Norway is not, uh, and is also not in the EU. And now he mentions that only because the EU is. They have this thing with with uh, autopilot and full self driving where it's not like they're they're at war with them, but they've to have it. There's a lot of restrictions because EU is a very very timid when it comes to uh, full self driving and autopilot. Anyways, Elon quickly responded to him saying Canada and Norway are next after we get the U.S. out of early beta. So there's so much stuff in that little sentence that we could like read into. Um, but like for for instance, and I'll ask you guys on the on, on the show here, what do you mean? What, what do you think he means when he says when we get out of early beta? Um, do you want to you want to give it a shot first? Go for it. Who me? Rob. What do you uh, yeah. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> What's um, early beta, right? So my thoughts are right now it's early beta. You have a half dozen people that have. Uh, I think there's more than that that have it, but a half dozen people that have it that are allowed to share on social media. Uh, then they're going to do more of a uh, non-early beta. It's going to be like more of a bigger beta with more people in the States. And at that point, uh, we're going to start seeing it. Um, he Going by Elon's timeline, which he's been pretty accurate because he said like two weeks, we're going to have the beta and it was pretty much two weeks later. Uh, we're probably looking beginning of December mid-December uh, for when the U.S. should have it and tackle on another week or two. We should have it by the end of December is my guess. Christmas. Uh, 
Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's under the assumption, and I know when you assume, uh, that's under the assumption that Elon's timelines are... They, they follow Elon's timelines, right? Yeah. So. But like I said earlier, he's been getting better lately, right? Yeah. I think he's, he, he knows, and, and there was... More. Under promising, over delivering. That's that's what I was. That was the word or the term I was th- trying to get out about 15, 20 minutes ago, and I couldn't get it out. But yeah, now why do you think my next? Oh, sorry. Okay, no, I think you you both answered, so I can carry on. What do you? My next question is: Why do you guys think Canada and Norway? What's the rationale behind that? Um. Well, us is from a legal standpoint. So. Sorry? For for us, it's a legal standpoint. So, for like, if you look at the release of Smart Summon, uh, the US got Smart Summon, then we got it three and a half weeks later. Um, and then navigation on autopilot took about a month. Was that so, all it was? Three and a half weeks? It felt correct, like forever. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, because all those videos. And I don't think, I think my daily stuff kind of really prolonged it. Because, like, right now, it seems even longer, right? With. Um, <laughs> You do, you do it to yourself, man. <laughs> but, um, and by the way, Dax, we have a nice overlay that I added. Uh, for anyone who's listening, yes. not watching, there's a FSD beta Canada hashtag that I've been pushing. We have a nice overlay on our stream today. But um, I think I think it's easier to get stuff approved here um, once they have data in the U.S. So from what I understand, Canada's like, yeah, show us the data. Is it safe? And then they'll go back and they'll be like, yeah, look, over the last three weeks, we have this data. And they'll be like, oh, sure, let's approve this. Right? So we kind of get it Yep. three to four weeks later. The US. Yeah. yeah. Transport Canada, I think their motto is show us. Prove it. Yeah. Do, you, do you guys suspect that some of it has to do with Elon having connections to Canada as well? Or is it just purely related to the fact that we're just following the US in general? I, I think it has to do with us following the U.S. and us, our roads and our laws are very close to to the U.S. Uh, I mean, it's not a it's not a matter of we have different, uh, for the most part, different rules and, and stuff like that. We drive on the same side of the road. Like, there's so many things that are are so similar that aren't. Uh, you you laugh, I know, but I mean, <laughs> but but there's so in certain countries across the world, there's so many things that are completely different and different. No, you make a great point, right? Because if you think no. they're training a neural network um, to like drive, so they want to collect data, and uh, if they have to train train it because it's like a drastically different driving experience, it's not going to work as well. So that means it's going to take longer for them to do it. Where they already have a base uh, because they have all the U.S. data that they've been doing, so it's kind of easier to transition over a place that's basically the same. Uh, people don't want to hear, it, but we're very very similar to the U.S. So. Yeah, that's true. And you know, I think also two other aspects too is uh, other than geographical location and and laws. The other thing is, I think because oh, I lost my train of thought again. It's because my hashtag pushing on Twitter right now. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I remember. Uh, they want to get, in my opinion, tell me if you guys agree or disagree with me. They want to get the next step of it or the next stage of it, is they want to get winter testing. I think they know that Canada and Norway, I mean, what other two countries uh, have better uh, winter conditions that they can test? Because, I, like I said, uh, there's a lot I've been talking in the last uh, couple of weeks, uh, reading and commenting and chatting back and forth with, with some not anti-FSD people, but people that are skeptics of FSD, thinking, 
it's never going to work here with all the snow and snow covered roads and everything. But we've seen videos when it was the very early beta before the couple revisions it's already uh, been on where it's driving down the road without uh, lane markers, without the, the solid yellow line or the white dot, dotted line. So I'm wondering now, could, but don't get me wrong, I was one of those people at, at first thinking, yeah, we the minute the snow covers the road, we're screwed or, or autopilot screwed. But now seeing this down in the States, I'm wondering if we actually even need the, the lines on the road. I heard that uh, they're training the cars to follow other cars and determine where the line lanes would be based on uh, tire tracks in the snow. Yeah, well, that, that would work. I, I would be a little cautious about following other cars. <laughs> At least you, we've all driven in Southern Ontario in the winter, right? You don't want right. to always follow the other car. But you I, can use it as a uh, example of um, maybe the lane is here. Yeah, <laughs> Probably the lane is here. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I yeah. think this is going to sound dumb. I think the biggest test we're going to see, and this will probably be the first thing I test uh, the second we get it, is Smart Summit. Uh, I use Smart Summit a lot in the minute that the car, uh, it's based off temperature, and I haven't nailed it down to the exact temperature yet. Mar I think Mark, it, Mark said it was 7, I thought he said. Yeah, there's there's something there, but it basically it, it nerfs the speed that the car can go in Smart Summit. Mark and I actually <laughs> had a really fun video we had planned with Smart Summit. Uh, which is going to be delayed because of the speed nerf because of our weather. Um, but well, do it in the next few days, buddy. It's going to be it's going to be in the sixties. I, I gotta I gotta talk to him. Um, it's, anyway, without spoiling that video, that video is going to be epic. But um, yeah, we we get a speed nerf. So if the FSD beta can fix the speed nerf on Smart Summon, then I kind of would trust it driving in the snow. I know it sounds stupid, but. Um, and I, the, I, I hear you. The fact that they're cautious about a car traveling traveling ten kilometers per hour versus the two that travels travels with the snow. I mean, yeah. I have a autopilot story. It's maybe not quite related, but it's you know, you ever you guys ever been driving down the road where the lines end and uh, the car just keeps going? You know, like the lines on the road end. And the car just keeps going on autopilot. It oh, doesn't, yeah. oh yeah, it's like weird. <laughs> it's weird stuff. It's weird in a good way though, right? Yeah, but then it starts to drift a little bit eventually and you just kind of, oh, I don't know. And you just kind of take over <laughs> before it drifts right off the road. Yeah. So, so we're excited that we're supposed to be getting it next, uh, us and Norway. And the other thing too, I think, uh, I remember my other point, other than geographical location, I think... Correct me if I'm wrong, if you guys assume the same thing I'm assuming, Canada and Norway next to the U.S. are probably the two other countries that have the biggest population of models of, of uh, Teslas and probably the next, like the popular, the population to test it out, like as opposed mm -hmm. to a smaller European country like, say, Italy. I mean, how many, how many, and I'm being ignorant here, uh, not on To purpose. be honest, I'm kind of shocked. China's not next in line. Oh, true. China would have a lot. Yeah. Because of the numbers are number of orders plus uh, from a legal standpoint. 
because China's already testing full self-driving vehicles on regular roads. Yeah. Like, we're not even talking, like, private test tracks. Like, we're talking just regular roads. They're like, yeah, go out and test. Uh, I mean, it's not that lenient, but I'm just saying, like, they already have them there, right? So I can see a Tesla applying and being, hey, we have this, here's our data, get it approved, and they'd say yes. But again, maybe it's different driving aspects, so who knows? Yep. Moving on to our, our uh, second to last uh, news article, uh, once again, from our friends at Drive Tesla Canada. Maybe you can uh, explain this one in, in a little more detail for me, Franklin, but the, the headline anyway is it's future uh, 5G connection hotspot feature hinted in the next in, in the Tesla uh, source code. Um, you, you know, you know our friend Green, the only, sorry, did I put you on a spot? But it, no, 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 I'm, I'm good. I, yeah, so I he basically opened up a firmware file. If you scroll down, there's like the actual tweet. Uh, and it has um, like, basically they're looking to support a 5G chip, uh, which currently it's just LTE, 4G. Uh, as everything's switching to 5G, and when we say switching, it's very slow. And uh, I just bought a 5G phone, and I want to turn off the 5G because uh, I don't know. I'm just going to waste battery for not really gaining anything because we don't have the networks yet. But uh, it's cool to see that Tesla's forward thinking, and they're willing to upgrade. Uh, I see this kind of like the USB thing, where they upgraded to USB C in the newer versions of the car, where ours is uh, the regular USB. So I see Tesla's like upgrading to newer technology. They're upgrading from LTE to uh, 5G. So if you buy a car uh, sooner or later, it's going to have 5G support. Um, some of the interesting things that Green only did mention is they're looking to uh, monitor bandwidth. So they can actually have the cars collect uh, information in terms of how much bandwidth each car is using, which I would be shocked if they don't do that already uh, because for the price that you're paying for unlimited premium connectivity to be able to like stream Netflix, for example, which is like a steal. If you actually do it, um, that's a lot of bandwidth that you're using for a very little amount of money. So uh, apparently they're want to track bandwidth better to make sure people are using whatever. Um, and he also mentioned hotspots, uh, yeah, which is fascinating. So hotspots basically, um, some of the other car manufacturers have this. So Onster, for example, you can pay uh, X number of dollars per month, like $40 per month, let's say, and you'll get like 500 megabytes. Uh, and you can use your car as a hotspot for data on your phone. So yep. if you're in a place where you don't have data on your phone or whatever it may be, uh, you can actually use your car as a Wi-Fi network for your phone. Uh, so there's a lot of really interesting things from these two tweets. Uh, 5G uh bandwidth tracking and potential uh hotspot sharing from the car which i can't see it be built into the unlimited there's no way they can make it unlimited it'd have to be like a specific fee for a certain amount of data but we'll see yeah no it is interesting and and you know green green the only or green i don't we, nobody oh at least we don't i don't know his his real name uh I love how he gets all these little um, tidbits and all these little hidden gems for us. Like, I mean, Tesla would never release this, and I don't know who else would ever dig into the code this deeply to find this kind of stuff or would even, like, understand this stuff in the code. So thanks for him to, to actually uh, uh, pick up on this kind of stuff. Now, yeah, the, the hotspot thing is interesting. 
Yeah, it's actually a lot of work what he does. Um, I have access to a computer. I've dug through some of the code. But at a certain point, it's like, man, this is so much work for very little data outcome. Um, so hats off to him. Yeah, no, it's it's amazing how, what he does. Uh, we lost Rob there for a second, just for for people watching and stuff like that. Uh, he had some sound issues. He's gonna try to come back in shortly. But while we're not ignoring him, but while we wait for him, uh, we're just gonna continue on with the uh, with the last topic, which is going to be the the new firmware. Now we're not talking about the FSD firmware or anything like that. We're talking about, well, I guess it's no, it is an FSD. <laughs> I'm just going to mute you there, Rob, while, while we, we talk about this. And sure. Un, unmute, you, un, unmute you when we're ready. ready. Yeah. Um, Tesla firmware 2020.44. There's no, once again, there's no dot after the 44, which I'm finding very, very strange as of late. But this has some small little enhancements and stuff like that. That is pretty cool to, 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 uh, to see that they're bringing. And now, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, has... Have you heard of anyone asking for this auto uh, autopilot speed adjustment where you can now pick your speed tolerance on percentage, not on just like uh, an actual speed over? Um, so <laughs> Mark, the backseat baller, and myself, uh, we were driving one day uh, not too long ago. And I was talking to him. I said, hey, when I tap the... Uh, the speed limit sign, my speed automatically jumps up like 10 or 15 over. And he's like, hmm, that's strange. So I sent him a video of what mine did, and he sent me a video of what his did, and there was a discrepancy. His dropped to 100, mine went over. Uh, so before this update, there's actually like a hidden little setting in the car uh, where even though it was grayed out, even if you didn't use it, uh, you'd have to enable it and then you'd set your absolute speed to whatever you want to go over the speed limit, and then you disable it um, for your warning, and the warning would actually uh, override the speed when you click the button. So it was like some small little hidden setting where I was like, okay, it's interesting, it's cool, but they made it really complex and really confusing. So I'm kind of happy that they updated it like this where it's much easier to use. Are you talking about the offset like I'm showing in the picture here? In this yeah, yeah. Picture? yeah, yeah. So it's always been there. It's yeah. just never been like this. Yeah, it was. It was uh, always fixed, uh, or it had some kind of. Uh, I forget the terminology, but yeah, you're right. Now they've added the percentage, which uh, it's pretty self-explanatory how, how the percentage works. It's percentage well, the, of the speed limit. Yeah, the the offset before was based off speed limit warning, so it was kind of built into that. So yeah. you had to have that enabled, even though if you had it disabled, it'd still work. So it was really confusing. <laughs> the, the the percentage is great though yeah uh for people at home or people that don't really understand it i'll just read what it says here it says uh now for example when you're driving at 50 kilometer an hour in a in the 50 kilometer hour speed zone uh if you if you set if you have set the limit to 10 percent above uh you will do 55 which makes sense 10 percent of 50 is, is five so 55 instead of 60 if you had the setting set to 10 kilometers over. So if you had it set to 10 before, it would be doing 60 instead of 50. And that would be doing 55 because you're now not 10 kilometers over, you're 10% over. Makes sense, right? So obviously yeah. if you're doing 10% over and now you're on a highway doing 100 kilometers, you'd be doing 110. Yeah, no, it's it's cool, I like it. Um, yeah. The other one was Spotify improvements. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I, I've, I've, it's funny. We 
bugged and bugged Elon for Spotify for for all this time. We finally get it. And then all I hear for months afterwards, oh, Spotify sucks. If you can't use it, you can't search. Like we're so <laughs> we're we're almost like what was the term I'm looking for? Spoiled? Yeah, I'm trying to be polite about it, but yeah, we're we're spoiled Tesla brats. <laughs> That's what it is. Um, the other one was media search improvements. So I got the update tonight. I haven't actually tested it yet, and I hope to make a video. You got of it. the update? Oh my god! I got I got it this afternoon. Actually, I've just been busy. Um, but the I haven't tested it yet. But uh, my buddy Gary told me that the new media search improvements is amazing. So can't wait to try, try that and check it out. Um, there's also a new media source, which I gives like you. This, I gotta stop you. I don't like this new trend of you getting software updates before me, Franklin. This has got to stop. After the FSD beta, I will approve <laughs> that you get the updates first. Uh, anyway. oh. I'm, so, I'm a nice guy. Yeah, that's well, yeah. You. That's that's awesome that you can do that for me. <laughs> Up until. Oh, yeah. There's nothing big that comes out afterwards, you know. Y- yes, yes. You take all I don't the bugs yet either. Yeah. So, so um, though that's basically, I mean, it did some voice command language improvements and stuff like that for a bunch of different languages for for this new update, and for the Model S and X owners that have the Raven cars, uh, it also adds uh, an improved launch mode apparently too. So oh, the. The one that you, the one that you're on, actually, if you scroll down a little bit, there's like all the toggles. Yep. So you can. Actually, oh, that's cool. Yes. Yeah. So you can select the sources you want to enable. So if you don't use radio, you can disable it. You can. Oh. Uh, there's a radio, phone, streaming, Spotify, karaoke, or karaoke, and TuneIn. So you don't have to have them all display on the screen anymore. If you want to get rid of some of them, you can do that. Which this is, is perfect. Yes. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Yes, because. Every time I get in the car with my wife, or when my wife was previously in the car, and and she she hardly ever drives a car, but I can tell when she was because she'll always have it on a radio station. And like I told you uh, privately in the last couple of weeks, Franklin, I don't know if it's just me, but I'm pretty sure that my I, I actually have it on a good authority that there's something wrong with my FM tuner in my car because my radio stations. And I'm li- I live in a GTA, which I should get radio stations in pretty clearly. I'm not like I live up north, like Tesla Canuck or anything like that. <laughs> I get my radio stations are all staticky, and basically radio is 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 useless. So if I can toggle that off so my wife doesn't keep using it and force her to use tune in radio for the stream radio stations, be good. I'd get rid of karaoke because that's useless to me. Huh. And oh. and I'd probably get rid of streaming too, because Spotify. Now you have Spotify, you don't need streaming. And my wife was playing some music a few days ago and she was streaming because the radio wasn't working and she didn't know how to use TuneIn. If, and, uh, uh, go ahead. So you just totally reminded me of something. Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, no. There's podcast support now on uh, Spotify. Oh, good, 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 good. So we don't have to rely on TuneIn for all our podcasts. Correct, yeah. Okay. Which is also a good segue and a reminder to all the people at home that are listening that if you just want to listen, you don't want to watch, we are on Spotify, on, on the podcast part of Spotify. We're on Google uh, Podcasts, we're on Apple Podcasts, and we're on TuneIn Radio Podcasts. So that's where I, I used to say it a lot, and I, I haven't said it in a while, so that's where you can hear us. What do you think of the changes, Rob? Do you have yours yet? So, 
No, I don't have an update yet. <laughs> Franklin gets all the updates first. It's uh, ridiculous. Son of a bitch. Um, but I did have a thought on that. Um, when you said your wife is playing the other radio stations, uh, playing things that you don't want, and then it, it ends up on yours. Um, my old car, it used to be, you know, you had one key and it would set all the radio stations for that one key. And then the other person would have a key. Yeah. It would set all the radio stations to their profile. Um, I'm surprised Tesla doesn't do that yet. Hmm. Well, you never know. You know what? With these toggles to toggle on and off, that may retain in memory depending on the profile. So right. I'd be curious to know. So, Franklin, that, that's your assignment for the next uh, uh, hour after this podcast is finished. You go and find out. Oh, you do you have different profiles in your car? Yeah, yeah I do. You do? Okay, well, change yeah. your profiles and then toggle off some of those things and see if it actually saves the setting well okay we're we're kind of in the story aspect of our podcast and it yes. kind of ties in. all the news is finished yeah so we're going to tell stories now now that we're an hour we'll stories <laughs> two stories of course oh, all stories. right so so actually um i got a new phone yesterday and i set it all up but i didn't like i signed into my tesla account but that stop, was it stop 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 yeah what's up you, you, you can't do that to us buddy what do you mean i so I got a new phone yesterday, and uh, da da da. No, you have to tell us what kind of phone you got and how you okay. like it. I, I didn't get an iPhone. So anyway, let's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's probably the most important part of that story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a, I got the new Pixel Five. That's just supposed to be a really good phone. Yeah, it's good. Um, the only part about it I don't like is the five G because I don't care for it because we don't have really good coverage, so it's kind of a yeah waste of tech and battery, but. It's a pretty small phone uh, for 2020. Yeah, it's the nice thing about it, honestly, is the edge to edge display. That's like that is that looks sharp. Yeah, well, you don't you have a notch. No, no <laughs> notch. Yeah, Pixel right. Three, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So giant notch. Wait a minute. Notches are awful. Yeah, and honestly, like it, all the notch phones I look at now, they look so dated. Right. Um, whereas this looks so like, look how clean that looks. What do you mean? My, mine doesn't look. I don't have a notch on anything. I go look. Doesn't have a notch. Notch. It's notch, a, notch. No, it notch, has a notch. notch it's notch. just. It's just what Apple decided to do is like, and and call it. And they called it the reinvention of the wheel. Is they just put? They just made night mode. And with night mode, you don't see the notch. Yeah. <laughs> so we completely hijacked your, your story. Sorry. <laughs> so I transferred. I, I logged into my Tesla account, but I I had to. I was in a rush today. I had to leave, and I went to my car. And I didn't have my old phone with me, and um, I usually keep my key card with with my phone as well, which we've talked about at length. But access not a good idea. But anyway, I didn't have it with me, so I had to like run back inside to grab my old phone. Because I didn't set up the key on this phone, <laughs> so I'm there at my car. Like, oh, no. come on, let me in. <laughs> not and, thinking. <laughs> yeah, not thinking. Of course, you know it's those times when you're in a rush. Uh, I didn't have time to set it up then and there, um, so I went to my appointment and then came out and set it up properly. So I have it all set up now. But that's my story. It's not the most elaborate, or but hey, make sure your phone's set up before you leave. Yeah, it's or just, you can call. It's just you that just, muscle memory thing, right? You, you just can, call someone else on your account and say, remotely open my car. <laughs> Mark's done that a few times. I've yes. been there. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, when your iPhone dies, that's what you do. You ask your Android oh. friends for well, help. I, I actually did oh, that. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I did that once last year. I my wife she had an older iPhone SE and it was slow and it was always giving her problems getting in the car and starting. And just one one day it wouldn't work, so she called me up and she, she needed the car. And I forget so what did I you do. You call an Android person to log in for you. No, what I did is you know how you can remotely start the car. From the app, so I started the car. I said, "You got two minutes to put it in drive and start driving," and she was able to drive to her destination. For some weird reason, when she got to her destination and went back in the car afterwards, the car, her, her phone worked fine. She's right. been subsequently since she's upgraded to a, a newer, better iPhone. That, that feature fine. is underrated. Um, yeah, that's great. I've used it a few times where I've been nowhere near my car, and someone wants to like quickly move it out of my garage. And it's just like, yeah, sure. Here you go. Remote start. Away you right. go. Um, or, it's useful. Let's say you have your car in at a shop and you totally forgot the key card because I don't carry my key cards anywhere where I go. Just my phone. And uh, take it into the shop and you forgot to give them the key card. Well, you're not going to leave the phone with them. So you just say, hey, anytime you need me to anytime you need to move it, I'll remotely start it. Just give me a call. Yeah. Okay. Well, now, now that you say that, you're not going to leave the phone with them. Um, this is like super off topic. And hey, you brought it up, so it kind of reminded me. Uh, my insurance covers my my car's key in case of like accidental damage and all that kind of stuff. What? What? Yeah. So if I like if I took my car key and broke it, they would they would cover it under insurance. So in the okay. case of a Tesla, is my car key my phone? Would they cover my phone? Like, if I drop my phone right now, would they try? Are you going to argue that with them? Try it. I don't know. Try it. <laughs> yeah, try it. Well, you know what? Keep in mind, now this, Pixel is, 5. now this isn't just a Tesla thing. I'm sure they do that it, for that coverage. Uh, it's probably something that they have on all other cars. And some of these key fobs for some of these cars are pretty expensive. Like, we're upwards of the, three, four, five hundred dollars. The BMW with the touchscreen. The so oh, yeah? the key fob with the touch screen. Oh yeah, yeah. cool. Thousand dollar key fob. Oh, you, that's you, nothing, buddy. That's nothing. You say that, Dax. Um, over the summer, I was helping yes, out I did say that. a relative <laughs> who he has a work van, and he ordered his key from GM. So he he got it, but he can't do nothing with it. He has to program it. Yeah. So he spent like one hundred and fifty dollars for a key. Then he had to actually bring it to GM. Right. Uh, and he actually called me up because he's like, hey, I have nowhere to go. Like, you want to come hang out? I'm like, yeah, sure. They took like three or four hours just to program his key. And how much did they charge him and bend him over for that? An extra 180 or something on top Ooh. of the 150 So wow. he over $300 plus half a day of work that he had work time gone. And I was like, I'm actually shocked that Tesla charges as little as they do for the, the plastic carts. And right. we program them ourselves. Like, yes, yes, I am. I am. You know, you're at, that's a very good point. I am surprised. And I'll tell you, I am surprised because Tesla and Tesla's, you know, no different than any other car company when it comes to this kind of stuff. They will get you coming and going at any point. Uh, let's just say I know a friend that just got a new Model Y or is getting a new Model Y. And tonight I asked him, uh, what are you doing for because he's getting it soon within the next month or so. So I asked him, what are you doing for winter tires? Because I know he's he, he lives in a snow belt area. And I said, are you getting winter tires? Uh, and he said, yeah. He goes, well, he, he says he's going to get the Tesla ones. 
whenever he gets it, he'll, he'll get the Tesla ones. And ironically, tonight, te or was it today, Tesla released their uh, uh, the pricing and their set for the Model Y, the 19-inch. Uh, I think they're the Gemini ones with, with um, the snow tires. I forget what, what make it is for the snow tires. I, I want to say Pirelli, but I could be wrong. Uh, but no. they're charging $4,700 Canadian for the right. set of four tires. That is insane. It, it's it, not a necessary accessory. I mean, you can just go get third party. Yeah, exactly. Tires. For for maybe twenty five hundred dollars, maybe I, maybe stretching it three thousand, but still almost half price. I don't 30. personally find Tesla's prices exorbitant. Uh, with the tires, I think they do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, with, no, with, for the most part, that, you're right. Like, like, with that, but like parts. Parts are not. Tesla's got cheap parts. No, you're right. You're, you you're just right. Can't get them. Oh, you, you have to order them through the app. You order them through the service in the I app. I was joking. <laughs> yeah, and, and they, they give me anything I, I ask for. If I say, hey, I need a bolt, they'll be like, okay, 70 cents. They're, nope. they're not expensive. I just find some of the parts take a while to get. Right? I, you know what? Um, this... But they are extremely... It's funny you say that now, Rob, because um, I was actually looking recently for a certain part, and I was looking at the price. I'm like, man, this is cheap. Where it got me thinking, where I'm like, hey, I can go buy a salvaged Tesla, buy the parts for it, and like if I had the technical skill, obviously, and repair it uh, with like if it's just body work or whatever, like or like the parts are cheap, basically, is what I'm getting to. The, the labor is not. No, the labor isn't. <laughs> no, no. Well, I remember when I first got my car, 2018, it was $125 an hour is when, when the Model 3 came out. That's what they were charging 125 Canadian. Uh, per hour and uh, you know six months later all of a sudden overnight price went from 125 to 175 an hour and there was no notice and nobody I never saw anyone complain about it or except for me I was the only one who seemed to notice that their prices went through the roof you know why you're the only one to notice because you're the only one out of warranty at that point oh well yeah <laughs> or coming but, up close to it <laughs> But I mean, the, the snow tires, you have many options to go third party on those. Now, the one place where you don't have the option is the Bluetooth sensors on the Model Y or, well, tire yeah. pressure sensors. They're, I heard today that kind of all tire pressure sensors are Bluetooth and those are just a special frequency. Yep. Yeah, you were on the same calls I was on, right? <laughs> uh, we had uh, two questions uh, in the chat, by the way. So okay. the first one is from We Back Tesla. Uh, will Tesla deliver five hundred thousand cars this year? Um, from my rough calculation, there are what three hundred twenty thousand so far through all three quarters. So their last quarter was their best at one forty. So even if they matched the one forty from last year, they'd still be or from last quarter, they'd still be about forty thousand short. So they'd have to do forty thousand more than their best quarter. So very unlikely, but. Elon's going to try to get there. Yeah. Oh, of course he's going to try. Of course. Oh, yeah. When you factor in that there was a pandemic and they're shut down for a prolonged period of time, um, all considering it's pretty impressive. Oh. Uh, again, don't take my numbers as uh, to heart. Those are just like my rough estimates. No, it is super impressive. And, and you can take those numbers. Well, they, they are, they're, they're fairly accurate. Uh, but what I found very impressive and it's just off topic a little bit but it has to do with tesla numbers um there's this one channel i follow on youtube the guy's name is uh dave erickson 
from a everyday everyman driver every every man driver, driver every day driver everyday driver every man driver uh, you, YouTube channel check it out he he used to be he's this he used to be on the local TV news and I guess he uh, quit that and he went uh, YouTube full time and he reviews cars and stuff like that anyways he went uh, he compiled this list of all, all major car manufacturers for 2020 so in, in the first three quarters the first nine months uh, and he broke down each model of what they've sold to date. And you wouldn't believe, I mean, yeah, some of them were just stupid numbers, like the Ford F-150 in the first <laughs> nine months, 583,000 or something like that. But then as you look at the other companies like Toyota and Honda and, and Nissan and stuff like that, and you look at that, and he, and he included Tesla in there, and Tesla was a very short list because they only had four models. But Tesla really held their own and stood up to these big companies, and it was impressive to see how they did and why he put this episode together and why he was showing us with the pandemic, let's see how they're affected. And we all know that all these car manufacturers have gone down. So it, they were affected. And uh, it was quite pleasing to see that Tesla actually stood their own, like I said. I think the biggest thing with Tesla isn't even, it's not um, it's not demand, it's production. So um, I have a neighbor who wants to buy a car. Uh, he wants to buy a three and just last week, he's like, if I order it today, when will I get it? And I checked at the time, I think it was up to eight weeks or nine weeks. And it ranges, right? So if you think you're waiting, you know, two months almost to get your car, uh, that's because there's that much demand ahead of you. And uh, they can't, really they can't keep up. Car. Yeah, they, they can't keep up with uh, what they're making. Uh, they, they don't have a demand problem. They have a produ uh, production problem, right? Um, in the sense of they're not making enough. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, the next question is: Oh, did you guys want to add anything before we? No, 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 no. Go, go on. Okay. The next question is: If I buy a used Tesla with FSD, will it transfer with the car and the new owner? Um, yes. yes, yes, yes. Now, this is I had this not a debate, but I had this little uh, chat with someone um, in one of my uh, YouTube videos, back and forth in the comments. Uh, I've heard. Now, I don't know names and stuff, but I've heard certain circumstances where it hadn't, and the person knows that, I don't know how they knew, or, I mean, I take it at face value, but I heard that uh, when the person bought the car, they knew that it had full self-driving or autopilot, maybe it was EAP, uh, uh, enhanced autopilot, and when they bought it, didn't have it, Tesla wanted to sell it to them. Now... That might have been a one-off. It might not have been true or something like that because if Tesla was to get into that habit, uh, they would get themselves in a lot of hot water, I think. Uh, from an ethical point of view, that's just not not cool. So for the most part, yeah, I think they do. And when you go to um, the CPO page of, of uh, Tesla's websites, you can see that they'll say whether it's an autopilot or FSD is included in it. Yeah. Uh, and going back, we back Tesla. He said he or they said they ordered their Model Y 48-week estimate, got it in three weeks on Monday in Colorado, October build. They're cranking out cars. Uh, they're cranking yeah. cars out. I bet China exporting and cranking cars out of Fremont, they get there. Right, to the 500,000. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be close. His VIN range was 68,000 for anyone who's interested. Oh, so. Okay. My yeah. uncle just recently picked up his Model Y. It was about a sixty thousand bin. Yeah. Okay, sorry. So, so he's saying, uh, or 
we back Tesla saying that he they suspected they're getting cars out of China and sending them off to Fre Fremont. But they no, don't. No, no, they don't. I was going to say they don't need Europe. They're just pumping them. Yeah. Okay. He's just saying that they're they're just pumping out cars as because much whether as they can. whether they're manufactured in China or not, they still get counts counts yeah, production. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sorry if this I mean, was already asked for Rob. How's your battery loss percentage? Oh no, we didn't. We didn't. That thanks. Thanks for that one, Tess MD. We didn't. I mean, uh, people, touch on that. people are always so concerned about that, but you oh, know, know, realistic. Realistically, it's it's a nothing thing. I mean, uh, I think if I charged the full, I'd be about four hundred and eighty-five k, four ninety, something like that. Four eighty-five, let's say. And when I got the car, it was four ninety-nine. So down about 15k and 177,000k that's of driving. extremely good that's like two or three percent if yeah. that serves me correct. i supercharge yeah. about once a week maybe once every two weeks uh five ten minutes my normal supercharger stop is three dollars and fifty cents approximately um <laughs> usually just i just you know splash and dash yeah yeah. I like how you know right. the like the average amount. Well, I guess you would with the amount you drive, right? So, so I used to turbo my car. I would let people borrow it, and when they went to a supercharger, uh, I I warned them. I said, you know, only charge when you're empty, and only charge what you need. Don't don't charge it to 100 percent, or don't do any of this this baloney with charging. You know, sitting for 45 minutes charging it up. And uh, they, they never listened to me. So when I got, uh, I looked at my account history, uh, the only ones that are like over 10 bucks are the people who turned my car and uh, didn't listen to me. My, my bills are all under five. How did you find turning? Well, first guy rented my car, scratched the rim. Okay. See, um, it, it, other it, than that. The reason I ask is this actually is a good segue. I was going to tell as, as my part of my Tesla story. Oh, sorry, Rob. Do you have a Tesla story that you wanted to share with us? We do this at the end of the, uh, every podcast where we just uh, talk about Tesla stories, just like personal little tidbits. Um, well, there, there's a lot uh, that come to mind. Uh, Anything clean? Well, <laughs> I, I don't know if I have anything from today or, or – um, you know, I drive my car to work and uh, maybe for a few weeks ago, I'll drive my car to work and I'll park in the parking lot and it may be a bit of a rainy day. And all of a sudden, a bunch of other employees will come up to me and they'll be like, what's, what's with your roof? What, why is your roof all orange and <laughs> different colors? And I'm like, that's just the way it came. <laughs> when it rains, it just reflects the different colors of the rainbow, I guess. It blows people away, yeah. People were yeah. saying on Twitter they'd pay extra for that. Right. I, I mean, I don't want to lose it. <laughs> oh, I'm going to lose it. it. I'm going to lose it. The new ones, don't have, roof. The new ones right. don't have it. Would you pay extra for that? Yes, I would. I, I would too. Hell I know yeah. it sounds dumb, but I would. 500 bucks. Well, I would pay 500. I'm yeah. sadly yeah. going to lose it because I have an, uh, a, an appointment in the next few weeks to have my back glass replaced because I've got a giant crack in it. And I know I'm not going to get it and something that's very bad, but I can't I wouldn't do, do that. It's, just keep it. No, I can't. It's, it's, keep it with the crack glass. It's okay. huge. It's huge. It's, it's like <laughs> this big. It's huge. It, it goes from one side from the complete left to the complete right. It's, it's a safety thing. I got to get So if you had an option to pay extra right now, Dax, to yeah, get it, would, I would you? Yeah, I would because I'm it's going... 
yeah, I, I don't want to say too much, but yes, uh, I would pay extra for it. I, I, heard I, what, I heard what Tesla, like people were saying, oh, Tesla changed the glass to, uh, what they say, to improve quality and stuff like that. And I, I'm thinking, no, it's probably cost cutting. Yeah, that's what I think. Who knows? Yeah. But speaking of your Turo story, uh, it brings me to my next, my story that it's a good segue. So I won't use names, but I have a friend that uh, not commonly, not like on a regular basis, uh, uh, toured out his car. I guess, is that the term? Toured out? Well, sure. Use Turo to rent out his car. Right. Um, he only did it a handful of times. He has a nice, beautiful Model 3. And um, this was a long-term one. He did it for about four or five weeks, if I remember correctly. And when he oh, got wow. the car back, there was a giant dent in the back quarter panel, the rear quarter panel by where the charging port is. Oh. Like, and it wasn't, it, like, I saw it. It wasn't a dent, like, something hit it. He got into a car accident or something. It looks like something was pushed into it. It looks, or something, like, hit it that didn't, it didn't leave a scratch. There was no paint transfer or anything like that. I mean, it, it was, it looks, it looked almost deliberate, like someone kicked it and it was huge. So huge, like the whole quarter panel from the end of the rear door where the door frame is to the taillight was all dented in. And um, a little bit on the driver's door was dented into and he has white interior. So the white interior seats had some grease stain, like you can see the handprint. So he gets the car back and he noticed it right away. And he asked the guy that rented, it's like, what, what happened to my car? And the guy's like, I don't know. You gave it to me like that. He's like, no, I didn't. So he checked. Um, he goes to check his uh, Sentry camera. Well, lo and behold, the Sentry, uh, the USB stick that he had plugged in there is not in there anymore. And he finds it in the glove box. Now, it's not one of the new Tesla Model 3s where it actually has the USB port in the glove box. He just found uh, the, the drive stuffed in the glove box unattached. So he plugged it in his computer and he found out the last thing it recorded was the second day after he uh had um rented it out so it must have happened like within the first one or two days uh and for some reason like i guess the renter the guy that rented it knew enough that he got either unplugged it altogether and he's like i'm not going to use this or he got into an accident unplugged it took it in his house and deleted the footage on that but anyways, long story short, like this is the horror stories, and I hear about robo taxi and stuff like that, and I'm like, you know what? I don't think I can rent my car out. Like, even if it's a car that I don't own, and I just want to like do it as a as a money making thing, and my I, I wouldn't drive it myself, and my family wouldn't be in it. I still don't think, even as, as my own property, I don't think I could rent it out. So the deal with Turo is, before you rent your car, you have to take pictures well, of the did. condition of it. Before and, it goes to the person, there's lots of pictures you have to take. So before and after, yeah. And he did that. Before and after, right. And, and then he, Turo has insurance that covers the vehicle. Yep. And he's getting it's all being covered under Turo, but it's still a pain, mm -hmm. right? Like it's still a pain. Oh, yeah, and, and, sure. and, it, and he says he's keeping it long term and he has no intentions of selling it. But even mm -hmm. if you do happen to sell it now, that's a that that's a tainted Carfax now, right? Because it's got a repair in it. Tesla offered me big bucks for my car, and even though it had a crash on it, yeah, you know what? Speaking of which, yeah, I've I've been hearing in the last couple of weeks, uh, uh, Tesla's um, trade-in values are pretty decent. 
considering it was, to fill orders. It was forty one thousand dollars. I was shocked. Oh wow! You know, 170000 k. Really? Forty one grand as a trade in, and I'm like, oh, it's tempting. Really? Do you have FSD on it? Yeah. Wow. We know Franklin. I know someone that only was offered mid thirties or high thirties, and they have less kilometers than you. But maybe not a long range rear wheel drive with FSC. No, yep. exactly. It was exactly Identical. really. Yeah, Red. they got low wow. ball. Wow! Yep. And I got you know forty one thousand. I was so tempted. You should have taken that money and oh, ran to the bank. I'm just man, because I could have got an all wheel drive with a white interior uh, for fifty eight. I, I, going back to Dax's comment, and we have two more questions here, which I want to cover. We're getting a little long. Um, the interior camera of the car i'd be curious to see if that uploads data somewhere where they can't it's not reliant on a usb storage stick uh and just to course correspond or to continue on with the whole topic of the usb uh the glove box do you think there will be a retrofit um i don't think so tesla won't offer it but i'm sure you could buy the parts and do it yourself if you really wanted to I think someone out there will offer some type of aftermarket oh. retrofit. Oh, Brian from I1 Tesla. I'm sure he's working on one right now <laughs> for his why. Because <laughs> yeah. like, he's, he's a tinker like that, right? Like, I can see him doing that. Yeah. Um, so, I, who knows? It's How hard, hard can it be? Mm, for myself, extremely. For someone who has good hands-on skills, probably not that bad. <laughs> if you... Could buy the factory parts and just swap them out, uh, which you probably could, but it'd be very expensive and not worth it. Um, shouldn't be that hard. Weren't we just saying parts are cheap? <laughs> well, you know, there were people who swapped out the uh, USB ports because they wanted the USB-C instead of the USB-As. And uh, they said it was 300 and something dollars. Oh, that's worth and it. Is it? <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> What are the questions? You there? can buy yeah. the little connector for like $2 online and just put that in right. there. And, a couple, yeah. yes. Okay, right. sorry. The other um, question was from Mojito. Hopefully, I Mojito. Mojito. Come on, it's a drink. Frank. Yeah. Come on. What are, what are you, 18? <laughs> no, I drink water like 99.999% of the time. But when okay. he does drink. <laughs> He's a um, wild man. I have a standard range plus. Do you think the future, in the future, when the battery prices go down, will we be able to change the battery pack to a long range? Will the cable support extended range? Uh, if you go to Electrified Garage, they can change it out for a long range. Well, <laughs> I, I'm wondering if this, if Mojito is asking this question because of um, wasn't recent news that a uh, Neo uh, in China started doing battery swaps or started coming out with the uh, model of how to do battery swaps in China? They've done a million battery swaps so far. Oh, there you that go. That was the news. That was the news. Okay. So I don't mm -hmm. know if that, that the question was, uh, you know, spawned by that, but that's, but that's something Neo that's not in. Yeah. Neo battery swaps are for charging. It's instead of supercharging, they just swap the battery yeah. for a charged battery. Yeah. Uh, Tesla was uh, in its infancy was thinking of that at one point when they first started off in 2009 or 2010 before the S ever came out. And I think they quickly abandoned that because they realized they don't need to. 
right? Let's just do a supercharging network, all a vast right. network all across the place, and we don't have to worry about that, which I yeah. think is smart. Not not so to I say that think... Neo Neo Neo's uh, doing the wrong thing. They're they're doing pretty good that over there in China. China has different needs uh, than here. You know, everyone lives in apartments. They don't have access to home charging necessarily, things like that. Yeah, yeah, very true. Um, as for the battery there, uh, I don't think Tesla's ever going to offer an option to switch to a different battery or a new battery. And uh, I have a story to go with along with that. I mean, BMW, when they came out with the i3 back in 2014, they said, oh, yeah, we're going to offer uh, battery swaps in the future so you can upgrade batteries. And they promised everyone, right? They're like, if you buy an i3 now, we know the battery is not great. You can swap in the future. <laughs> and when the future came, you know, you go th three or four years down the road, people go, okay, I'd like to swap my battery. And BMW goes, no, we don't, we're not doing that. And, um, you know, it's just something they say at the time to sell cars. And then down in the future, it changes. And, uh, you know, same, oh. same thing with Nissan and the, um, the Chatamo port, they were talking about doing vehicle to grid and they were going, Oh yeah, we're going to do vehicle to grid. It'll be great. We're going to do that in the future. Never happened. Right. Cor might, might, might happen in Japan, but not here. Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't they change batteries on the roadster? Oh, I don't uh, know. They upgraded the packs. Yes. They, they went from one pack to a higher pack, I think. Uh, yeah. It was like the and D3 were, and, upgrade. Yeah. I think that's what, it, and they actually, I mean, they had so little, numbers that they could easily say to the customers come on in we'll change them out for you there's no way they can do that now with the volume they have out now was that like fifty thousand dollars or i can't remember how much it was yeah it was, it was fifty thousand i think fifty thousand usd right yeah yeah yeah, yeah but who, whoever and, bought those cars money wasn't an object for them anyways right? the it also made, a, made it a lot those, faster too yeah i was gonna say in the sake of the model three doesn't want to make much sense um or a Y if you're buying a standard range plus probably the time you go to do that, you probably just buy a brand new car for the same price. They charge you to do a battery swap. So, right. Yeah. So are we good with the questions there, Franklin? Yeah, we got them all. Oh, cool. Okay. Well, we'll, uh, we're one of the longer ones, uh, tonight. So we'll uh, end it off here. Sorry. Uh, my no, fault. it's not your fault at all. Uh, it was a pleasure to have you on, Rob. Thanks very much for coming on. Uh, like I said at the beginning, we've been great, on for a while. You have fun? Oh, yeah. Fun, fun. Yeah, yeah. Going to get you back? Yeah, we'll get you back for sure. Now, I would let, like, what I usually do tell my guests, I say, where can people find you? But literally, they can find you anywhere because you're driving all the goddamn time all over the place. But I drive as much as I used to. No, you're getting old now. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 40 now, so yeah. man, getting old. Yeah, I told you, don't, you don't have to get uh, personal. We're not going to ask you personal questions. We just wanted your credit card, right? Right, uh, right. Remember right. I said that at the beginning? High five, five. Yes. <laughs> okay, keep going. I'm jotting it down. <laughs> Um, but but you're active on social media, right? Like you're you're on Twitter and you're you're on Facebook. I'm on Twitter that. under High Mileage Rob. Um, I'm on Facebook. I'm I'm in all the major groups. You know, Tesla Model Three Owners Club and you know, yep. Kane Owners Club and and uh, the the American groups as well. And uh, yeah, I'm even in Tesla Model Y and Tesla Owners Worldwide. So I'm kind of everywhere. You're in a Tesla Model Y Canadian Club. I know that. 
Yeah, that's right. That's, that's, right. that's a good group. <laughs> I don't know time. who the, uh, the uh, moderator is, but uh, I hear uh, he's a good guy. Yeah, the moderator is Darren, one of the moderators. <laughs> but you're talking about the admin? Yeah, <laughs> the, the admin. Sorry, the uh, admin. Let's not play this game. Franklin, where can people find you? Uh, Daxam on YouTube. Uh, Tesla Talks on Twitter. <laughs> and I run a bunch of the Facebook clubs that Rob was just talking about. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks for that. Uh, and if we're swapping things, you can find Franklin on almost any social media platform under Tesla Motherfunker. Or is it Motherfunker? See, I, I'm trying to do yours now. I don't even have it right. Twitter, M Frunker, YouTube, Motherfunker, Facebook is automated and never check it, but I post there. Uh, <laughs> Facebook is automated? That's right. Yeah. You sound like a bot. I don't it's, even want to know. I, I don't use platforms. There's certain platforms I won't use, but I realize the benefits. So I'll automate it so I don't have to go back and touch it ever again. Yeah, I hear you. Facebook can yeah. be evil. Anyways, folks, thanks for uh, coming out. Uh, all the people in the chat, thanks very much for your participation and your patronage. Uh, we'll do this next week again, guys. Once again on the panel, thanks for uh, joining me and helping me out tonight. We will uh, catch you on the next one, guys. Take care. Take care. Bye, guys. Bye.